0: Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. I am so excited to bring back Nerdy Stat of the Day, preseason edition.
1: I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and I am excited to troll that preseason fantasy waiver wire. It is Gen season.
2: Hey, I'm Arif Hasan. I should have looked up some nerdy stats now that I think about it. (laughs) Luke Edmund at Luke
3: underscore Spinman. Speaking of preseason fantasy, who wants to make a trade? Dwayne McBride.
0: Is now on the block. (laughs) Not much trade value there, my friend. (laughs) Today on the Minnesota Football Party, (laughs) all of that and plenty more.
2: Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party.
0: Happy Monday, a rainy one here in the Twin Cities. It's the Minnesota Football Party on Locked on Sports Minnesota. They've introduced themselves, Luke. Luke, Arif, I'm Sam Ekstrom. We're talking Vikings football for the next uh, hour. Fallout from the Vikings-Seahawks game, of course. They've signed a veteran linebacker, and they've tried out a veteran running back since we last spoke. We'll dive into that. We'll have some nerdy stats of the day. Preseason edition, and... uh plenty on our preseason fantasy team contest before we get into it this show brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook the official sportsbook partner of Locked On make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash Locked On probably the biggest breaking news sounder that we've had in the show's history uh Arif Hassan, take
2: it away Hey, thanks, Sam. Uh, yeah, I've launched my own Substack. It's called Wide Left. People familiar with uh, my history of publishing might recognize that name from a podcast that Ben Natan and I did that primarily covered politics. Uh, the Substack is not just a politics Substack; it covers uh, the NFL at large, uh, and also with like a bias towards Vikings coverage, right? What you know, uh, and also how all of that intersects with uh, political issues, whether or not they're directly related to the NFL, like. Things like labor, uh, as well as stuff that might be uh, kind of more of a contact point, things like, uh, you know, civil rights. Uh, and then also, I might even occasionally throw in an unrelated political post as I feel like it. It's my sub stack. I get to do what I want. If that sounds interesting to you, head over to wide left post.substack.com. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun trying to figure out, you know, how to. How to reach uh, that kind of audience with that kind of broad mandate to write whatever I want? It's kind of scary. Uh,
0: congrats, Arif,
2: on Congrats, buddy. Yep, yep.
0: yep. That's going to be fun. I uh, I will be subscribing to that for sure. Um, since Arif, you're the man of the hour, so we'll get your take first. Kind of a uh, actually, you know what? Before we dive into Viking Seahawks, why don't we talk about the the stuff that people really want to know? That is the preseason fantasy team standings. And this was a hit. I mean, I, I can never watch preseason football
2: without this in my life again. Feels because good when it, you're winning. It, it honestly did not affect my viewing experience that much because none of my players were playing. So it didn't really change much for me.
0: Yeah. Tough, tough night for you. You had three that were not playing. You had Johnny Munt and well, Troy. One who's high. cut, by the way, or I shouldn't say cut, waved injured, but like, yeah, Scott. yeah. Um, not (laughs) gone. You know what? The only one of us who had a full slate was Luke Inman. We all had at least one guy out, but I don't know. I think I had the three, three of the best possible, um, players on my roster. Ty Chandler leading scorer, 11 points, Nick Muse, second leading scorer, 10 points. And then one of the top defensive scorers, Luigi Valane, thanks to a strip sack right at the end of the first half um I'm leading with 29.9 <laughs> points Luke Inman the night the, the Rager Powell stack really got you some good points man yeah that was good
3: Yeah, I needed that. Obviously, the 1-1 Dwayne McBride, he was kind of a dud game one, so hopefully he can bounce back. But yeah, I needed that because between them and then Josh Oliver, I think we all assume that Josh Oliver probably just wasn't going to get a lot Mm -hmm. of playing time come preseason. But yeah, you dominated, man. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I think we got something here with this preseason fantasy league going.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately for you too,
2: Josh Oliver played a lot and he just didn't get any targets. He he's could a have cashed the tight end. Well, if he, if he's not a blocking tight end, the Vikings are gonna hide that until week one. That, that's, that's true. That's the there you go. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, Ivan Pace paced
0: the the low, uh Oof. the team, the point total for Luke Braun. Six points on six tackles. Later he, in the show, flowed. I'm gonna ask why PFF hated Ivan Pace's performance. But you got robbed at like 49, right? Luke yeah. Braun, yeah, he yeah. did one coverage bust. But uh Addison robbed of at least three fantasy points on that toe tap along the sideline that was yeah. ruled incomplete that i'm i'm super bummed about i would still be in third place
1: but i would at least be a little bit more in striking distance I'm, I'm i need a big big comeback against the titans here and i think i need to make the right decision if we're we're gonna do waivers here
0: yeah there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of pressure on this so here is the here's the deal Uh, We are allowing a waiver pickup. You must release a player, obviously, if you pick a player up. So in (sighs) reverse order of standing, you can sign a player that has been brought on the Vikings roster since our draft. So that would be Jacob Copeland, Nikhil Harry, Abram Smith, Colin Thompson, or if you want a defensive choice, the new linebacker Tanner Vallejo. Am I forgetting anybody? I think that's that's
2: the group. Uh yeah, you've got Tom Thompson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> an O-line. Uh yeah, we don't have flex spots, right? So it's just wide receiver running back to okay yeah, man. Arif, you would obviously
0: get first pick, and you don't have, you know, Knowles is never going to play. So
2: yeah, but it's not like, like the odds that Madison plays are just very slightly Correct. higher than the odds that mm-hmm. Knowles plays, right? Like it's just yeah. Pick your poison there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So um, who do you think is going to get you more points? I, I think, well, honest, I'm not going to say the names, right. but I think we all know who you're thinking about
2: G- going in like, uh, kind of before the last preseason game, had actually started when you had announced this like waiver idea. I was like, Oh, I'm 100%. I have to pick Abram Smith. Right. There's no question. Um, cause I'm not going to get any points out of running backs, but I'm also just not getting points out of this receiver. Right. That's not going to happen either. And so the question is whether or not I'm going to get more points out of, and I'm going to just lay it all out there. Am I going to get more points from like Nikhil Harry Mm -hmm. or Abram Smith? Right. Right. And that's the question. Abram Smith did all right, actually. Um, He got more play than I thought he would. Um, But I suspect that McBride is going to have more rushing snaps in the next game at the cost of Abram Smith. I think that they're trying to like rotate that, see what McBride was doing as a kick returner, keep him focused on that job, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to pick, I get, I suppose I could pick Jacob Copeland. I'm going to pick Nikhil Harry and I'm going to cut Malik Knowles. Rip barely New Year. I think you just said Jacob Copeland, dude. It's already in. It's official. <laughs> Jacob Copeland was the pick. Okay. It's
3: stay on the card. We
2: got it. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that? Like The, the, card, the, the card is a no tank backseas rule. It's like in chess. Yeah. When you touch a but, piece, you got to, yeah. <laughs> Are you guys
0: seeing this craziness uh, yeah. going on with the strike through? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Look at oh, it. It's, like... it, it's good. Go. Yeah.
0: And then it, oh, what
2: the heck. Oh. Uh, maybe uh, instead of clicking off of it, maybe hit enter or return. Let's we'll try of uh, off
1: of it. format oh, paste.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to um, format paste. paste if I had editing permission. So, oh, yeah.
1: Locked on. So, no so broadcast.
2: click on month. Got it. Got okay. it.
1: There it is. All right. Uh, Luke Braun. Well, I'm in about the same place where I don't think Jordan Addison is going to play anymore. I got a couple points out of him. He was literally the last pick of the draft. Pretty happy with that. If only he had
2: that one catch, though, that would have been. Yeah,
1: if he had another catch, it would have almost doubled it. Uh, But hey, I got something.
2: I mean, he did have a catch. It just didn't count. Yeah. Uh... Do you want to
3: keep talking about it? (laughs) <laughs> so he caught it, but they didn't count. Yeah, his toes, actually,
2: you could see the the, the really, so articles.
3: Only Kevin
1: O'Connell were taking it more seriously. Yeah. uh, Come on. But also, Kenny Wong has been hurt. Tristan Jackson is back, so I, I actually feel okay. Ooh, I like that. I, otherwise, he would have been an instant drop. But it's either yeah. Wong or Addison, and it's which one do I feel...
3: You don't it, think Addison's going to get, I mean, it only takes one bubble screen and all of a sudden you're in second place the next week or something. You don't think Addison, not very confident Addison's going to get much run though.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if he got, I think that might've been it. Yeah. Um, Could, be. Could be. But well. also it would have to be Jacob Copeland if I dropped Addison and I can still get Abram Smith if I drop Wong Wu. Mm-hmm. And Copeland didn't get any snaps last week. So if he does get snaps, it's going to be like super deep. Uh, so I think I'm just going to drop Wangwu and take Abram Smith. And then right. hope that maybe Addison, they just get the rookie more run or something. and gets one stupid is there, bubble screen touchdown. Uh, is there a,
2: a second round waiver process where we can pick up guys that were just cut by somebody else? Um, I was actually going to ask that. Not this <laughs> week. <laughs> not this week. I think next week, though. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Put, put, put down Malik Noel's name down, too, because he was just cut, just in case somebody... Yeah. If he gets picked up by like the
1: Jaguars and gets a bunch of runs, does that count?
0: <laughs> Just making up making it up as we go along. Uh Luke Inman, you're next. I actually oh, boy. Kind of
3: like um <laughs> do I want I mean, it's obviously not- I'm not touching the stack, Rager Powell, McBride, I gotta roll with here. Um, you know, if we could pick Andre anybody. Andre Carter, man. I was thinking about instead of Andre Carter picking up a guy like Jay Ward or somebody like that. Andre Carter only you can't. You can only tact. add guys that were
2: recently added. It has to be the right. Uh, the,
3: right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, really, it just comes down to Josh Oliver. Do you want to roll with Josh Oliver or roll the dice with Colin Thompson? Luke, you have
2: a fully healthy and available team, man. That is pretty rare. You're saying I should just stick with it? I, you know, I far be it from me, the lowest scoring guy to give you advice. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, guy on, the, uh, this guy on the
3: subway gave me all this fancy advice. Well, who was it? <laughs> oh, the guys me to draft place. Baker Mayfield. What Baker <laughs> Mayfield. <What? laughs> Kyle Trask stack, dude. Come on. Um, it's
1: another question of will Josh Oliver play that much.
3: I know. I forward. know. I know. Um, yeah, he but, looked good, though, when he played. I know, but Colin Thompson, like, what are we doing here? I'm going to roll with it. I'm just going to stick with it. All see what right, happens. Going to next week, see what happens. Maybe I maybe I scoop up one of these guys who get dropped maybe next week. So yes, because my... I didn't make a move, does that put me at the top of the order next week?
0: I think it oh, should. Oh, come
2: on. Legally, I think oh, it should. Le- mm-hmm. <laughs> Legally? Talk to my lawyer.
0: Yeah, I'll consult the policy board on this. I, I think it might have to be reverse standing again mm. to, okay. to, to help pair
2: Sam, are you the policy board?
0: Yes. Cool. Yes. It's kind of like the captain Anclito back there, decision committee. There discuss with captain. <laughs> hey, captain. <laughs> oh yeah, he just perked up. Yeah, yeah he's awake. All right. Um, so I got my choice is Lucky Jackson or Jacob Copeland. If Lucky gets Tough back, one. even if it's just for the third game, I think it's worth he's it got to keep big him. play potential, right? I think that they are going to want to see Lucky a lot. So and J- Copeland could. Copeland could be the guy that gets cut when they sign Kareem Hunt. Like, I mean, he could be the the guy who's on the bottom of the pecking order. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep lucky. Um, I love Velaine, I love Muse. I love Thayer, the Slayer. I love Chandler Slayer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm counted good. It all right for you, huh? It was really good passing game. And. By the way, pass blocking—we don't get points for that. But how good was that, too? I think we the highest-rated right. pass blocker. Yeah,
2: it <laughs> Luke with Josh Oliver. We should Let's definitely go. get points for blocking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, no zero bias at all. I, I just think for everybody <laughs> equally.
0: Luke Braun, you've watched the All 22 from this game. I think you've been tweeting about it at yep. Luke Braun NFL. Give us some lingering takeaways or some like day after takeaways that you've amassed since kind of looking back at this game.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think the skill player blocking is probably a headline for me, like from Ty Chandler and pass Pro to every single one of Josh Oliver, Nick Muse, and. Uh, I would say
2: the first Josh Oliver blocking snap was not phenomenal, but I feel like he it.
1: had a couple. Yeah, he had a, he had a couple he, he missed, and then he just like blew a guy <laughs> into the ground.
2: <laughs> he just destroyed people. And then Johnny Munt them. did it.
1: And then Nick Muse did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, these tight ends are feeling it
2: today. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like, When Nick Muse is styling on you, no offense, Nick. Yeah, Muse, but <laughs> goodness.
1: <laughs> that was
2: sick. Um, And I think the second
1: team O-line with the exception of Austin Schlotman, I think all four of those guys, I, I well, Alan Ali, I guess he's second team because Ed Ingram did. I, I thought he did well. He got a lot of flack for reps that looked bad, but weren't bad. Uh, and then there was one miscommunication that was bad, and I think people people thought he was just like being lazy and quitting on the play. And it's like,
2: oh, I hate ask yourself, that. Mm. ask yeah. yourself yeah. if you really think that. that like, so, so if you, for one second, if you go through like the various fan twitters across teams, there's always like one because it's a preseason, right? So communication is is kind of at a premium. Um, there's always like on each team, there's like one offensive lineman that gets like called out for being lazy and. Like 99.99% of the time, it's a communication error. Sometimes yeah. the center snapped it too early, and that offensive lineman has been trained not to react so that it looks like the defense, so they can't be blamed for a false start, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that looks lazy, but that is what they're coached to do, or there's a miscommunication on a pickup, right? Speaking of blitz pickups, Blake Brando, holy crap. Dude. But oh, yeah. that was more of a stunt twist pickup, but oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. He had
1: that crazy one.
2: Yeah, but like I mean, that was that was the athleticism it would take to do that. Um, but yeah, it, it just like like you said, Luke. Like, what are the odds that this guy is playing in the NFL? Like, just lazy in the critical thinking brain for his, one second when his job is on the line. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but like, I see the vision with, with this O-line thing. I remember hearing what Blake Brandel's in at guard. That seems so weird. He was doing I so was, well at tackle. Yeah, but but guess that, who's though. coming into his own? Fadarian Lowe. It's like, oh, well, they got him at tackle and they had a need at guard, so they moved somebody inside. Oh, I, I get it. And both of those guys are are doing well in the second team.
0: Did Lowe um, play every snap?
2: I, I was a little bit worried. Sorry. No, not
0: every snap. 66. That's
2: quite a bit. That's a lot. Oh, my gosh. I was a little yeah. bit worried about Ole Udo. You said that most of the second team offensive line did well. I,
0: yeah, so I th- that's fair.
1: Ups and downs, I guess I would call it, because he had some pretty sick highlights too. But w- with O line, you
2: obviously you care less the, the highlights. More. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. With the Ed Ingram thing, it's like because he did look lost, which is what I tweeted out. I didn't tweet out that he like definitely screwed up or whatever. But like I, you know, looking back at that particular play where you know I think it was pressure, not a sack. Um, looking back at a particular play. Um, I think obviously there's a communication error. I probably would still pin it on him, but at that point we're making educated guesses and um and the fix is easy. It's like they go yeah. back to the
1: sideline and they talk about it and it doesn't happen again. Like yeah, this is not a thing you
2: need to be concerned The about. highlights were very good. I think there was maybe one other instance where I was, you know, kind of critical, but I mean he didn't play, you know, a ton of snaps and the highlights, like you said, were really good. Like he knew how to use his upper body strength, which is a huge Element that was missing from his game last year as he was trying to figure out what his lower body needed to do. Um, so you know, Could play um, more patiently. That
1: was the thing I was asking for. Was like, don't throw your punch out before the engagement because then you're just begging. Like a defensive lineman can go use whatever hand technique he wants if your hands are just like out there, it's a gift yeah. to him. And it's a, a lot more patient, which he showed kind of at the end of last year, and, and we saw it again. So that's encouraging too.
3: What did the uh, All 22 show of Lewis scene I know he he got absolutely blasted by Zach Charbonnet. Everybody made a huge deal about that. I know you know, the the whole pad level thing goes back to his Georgia days, but he was also a really good tackler at Georgia in college and even on special teams a little bit last year as well when he got in there. But just, I don't know, just the all 22. If you honed it on him, maybe you didn't. Um, I did. And-
1: it, it, it's such a heartbreaker because yeah. he had like four plays that were like that first rep where he just like knifes in from the other side of the field. and You love to see it. And, and he, he was doing that all night. Yeah. And then he was tackling high and bouncing off like all of those plays where what you see in the broadcast is Lewis seen come flying in and bounce off of J- Zach Charbonnet. A lot of those, he came from nowhere to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating because he could have it, like, it could have been the game of his life. If he tackled, it really could have been, but because you can't tackle, you cannot call it that. Um, and then there were a couple of times in coverage where I think he's still playing a little bit hesitantly. Yes, where I think he sees it, but like he sees the right it doesn't thing, trigger not, not breaking on it with click and close control.
2: let's go yeah well it's not it's not even just like click and close right because that's like specific to a particular style of, of zone coverage it's like literally just reacting to yeah. what he thinks he sees like he's just not he two like, steps so,
1: before he goes it's like just yeah. just
2: go yeah just go um i think like one good example of that actually might be the one that a lot of people are blaming on ivan pace for biting on the play action which yeah, i over um uh, that Ivan Pace's coverage responsibility in that play is extraordinarily difficult. I just mm-hmm. want to get that out of the way. And we yeah, were spoiled
3: that, watching Eric Hendricks actually compete on those kind of overs for a lot of right. Years. Yeah. yeah,
2: and and it's and it's one that I remember um, because uh, he like he probably takes one step too many going down on the it, it, and that's what the margins that you're looking at. Uh, on this play action, but he does need to take steps forward at the snap. That's his job. Um, and he needs to spin back around. It's kind of like what people call robot coverage on play action to get to that over to find basically his guy. But the thing is, um, so scene has to make a choice there. So scene has to make a choice between uh, doubling the deep receiver or nailing the crosser, which it's not covered for. It's not automatically his choice to nail the crosser. Um, and so he has to figure out what he needs to do and he needs to, much more quickly determined that that crossing route that over is much more dangerous than the deep route because the deep route is being well covered by the corner. I forget who the corner was in that play, but it's being well covered by the corner. I think it was Jalen Williams. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, and, and you're not worried about that corner peeling off because, you know, it's a cover three and they're just going to go away or something like that. That's not what's happening. Uh, And so he needed to much more quickly. That's not to say it's not Ivan Pace's primary coverage responsibility, but that's often we talk about whose fault it is. And that's not really how football works. It's a multitude of factors. One of the factors that failed on that play is Lewis scene. And that's an example of him taking too long to make a decision, taking too long to recognize what's going on or recognizing it and not having the correct trigger, whether that's a footwork thing, like an efficiency of footwork or trusting his eyes thing or whatever um that that concerns me it's it's interesting because um this is kind of an obscure soccer reference i don't know how many people remember freddie adu um who's this (laughs) young phenom dc united uh, yeah young phenom a bunch of people are like oh my god he's 14 years old and he's playing for the u.s national soccer team not the u20 not the u18 the actual u.s soccer team um and his deal, kind of like Josie Altidore, actually, like a run of these strikers. His deal was that he'd always find a way to be in the right position and then he'd never finish, or he'd be nowhere near the play. It was one or the other. He wouldn't be, like, his ability to find open space and ha- and receive the ball before kicking it and it going nowhere, just skying and getting nothing done or just not being in the right place at all was astounding. And it was not helpful either way. And for a while, you wanted to give him credit for finding the open space. And it's kind of like Louis seen showing up Right where exactly where he needs to be to make the tackle, and then not mm-hmm. being able to make the mm-hmm. tackle, or not being anywhere he actually needs to be. Right, so it, it that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like, wow, it's really cool that you were good enough to create this opportunity for yourself to help the defense, and then you couldn't capitalize on the opportunity. And then in these other instances, being so far out of his his range of what he needs to do to help the defense, that you're just like, man, I don't know what's going on, man.
3: So it I, really I, sucks. I know it's a super tough question, but how much is just rust and inexperience versus like, Oh, well he wasn't really that great at that specific or it particular
2: was, thing. And call it was so kind either. of an I, issue I had with him in camp last year, before yeah. obviously before all that interesting, but I imagine rust plays a role.
1: Yeah. I, I think rust plays yeah. something of a role it's cause it's. I, and I think with the tackling in particular, like he's been re he has not been drilling tackling for a year, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, something that he's still trying to knock off the rest of yeah, like so I said, think that's a great tackler in college.
3: Speaking of tacklers, yeah. I think if you were to ask Ivan Pace Jr. to write down his height and weight, he would put six foot six to 82. Yeah. Like, I think he thinks he's actually that big. I mean, he knocks
2: some big boys on their back. He yeah. I'm I'm yeah, also on, guess. With with the the knows with how to tackle dot? with this size. Like his tackling yeah. form is astounding. Really good unbelievable yeah, yeah it's I, so I, i'm gonna to guess
1: some of that pff grade is driven by getting that 15 yard flag because the they penalty, will be they'll smash sure. it for
0: that
2: yeah and one bad especially coverage in small rep. Sample.
0: yeah yeah, yeah right. small, small sample like 30 reps he had a good game
3: i know you still want a big boy in the mix with some more size and power and strength but just the thought of it would be so and ivan pace <laughs> yeah, in 2024 and so it
2: depends on I, the what to think about what did i call them the mighty mass linebackers god you might have that in. you already dubbed a name for die. Well, not, Don, or not that. Or Tanner
0: Vallejo takes a how of Luke, you know. Let's that. talk about Tanner Vallejo and Kareem Hunt after a word from FanDuel, uh, which has a great new promotion. So I want to tell you about it. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Uh, this is what you can do. You can go look at the Super Bowl futures. All right, scan down the list. And Jacksonville, Miami, Cleveland, Minnesota. All right, plus thirty five hundred to win the Super Bowl, thirty-five to one. So place that bet and then. You don't have to wait until February to cash it in. No, you can literally get bonus bets. They give you money every time the Vikings win throughout the year. So the Vikings win another 13 games. Great. That's 13 bonus bets that you can lay on um, spreads, over-unders. You can hedge your bets with the Super Bowl futures. You can do all sorts of things at FanDuel. There's hundreds of ways, ways to wager. Start getting those bonus bets now. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason. Great promotions all the time. The FanDuel sportsbook app is so easy to use. Safe and secure as well. FanDuel. Make every moment more. All right, Vikings have signed a veteran linebacker and they have worked out a veteran running back. Let's talk about the running back first. He's a big name. Kareem Hunt. Uh, Again, Vikings work out Dalton Reisner, they talk a big game, they don't sign him. They work out Kareem Hunt, kind of talk a big game, don't sign him. So this seems like sort of so are, in- are the
2: Vikings talking a big game
0: or <laughs> yeah, are this people is...
2: reporting on the Vikings? No, like, no hey, Kevin O'Connell
0: <laughs> talked about Dalton Reisner like the Vikings were bringing in
2: you asked?
0: Like Randall McDaniel. <laughs> you know, they, they, they
2: engaged in this. They didn't. Yeah, but like, it. If, if you if if they if they brought in like AJ Rose for a visit, right? And you asked, like, "Hey, what do you see in AJ Rose? You think Kevin O'Connell's going to be like, yeah, he's just a guy?" <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think he we need he more, would be of that. more measured. I think, you he, think he would say, like Sean "Yeah, it's, just, it's someone who can." Come I mean, in that's and- that would be kind of like a Mike Zimmer move, right? Like, remember when he uh, praised. It got right but remember when he when he praised i've already forgotten the iowa deep threats name that's where we're at amir smith uh, yeah remember when he praised amir smith marset he's going to be a good receiver and we like lost our minds for like two months being like wow he actually like complimented a rookie this guy's gotta be good
1: right? <laughs> like, he's gonna be good was like a famous zimmer like that was when he said it that way he meant it
2: yeah right and so we yeah. we're like okay yeah z- absolutely the Rick Spielman or if Zimmer had made it into the quasi era, one of them could have just signed a guy and Zimmer would have been like, yeah, I kind of want to know who this guy is. Is he good? Probably not. He's available. Well, for Zimmer with, with new guys,
0: <laughs> like once he saw a guy, he'd have an opinion, but anyone new, he would usually say, well, I've never seen him practice. The, <laughs>
2: yeah, right.
0: I don't know no. anything about him. What do you what literally do you about Alex a,
2: Boone? A, haven't seen him practice?
0: There was a CFL guy. <laughs> There was a CFL guy that signed after the season to a futures deal. And I think Chris Thomason asked Zimmer in like the closing press conference about that. Well, <laughs> Zimmer literally said answer. I don't know anything about him.
2: <laughs> and well, that's and a fair Mike answer. Mic drop. That well, was
0: the end of the season.
2: Do you remember? Uh remember the 76ers when they were in their process era and like they just like kept rotating through guys. They had like 76 guys on the roster in like the span of two months or something like that. And uh, which is entirely like GM driven, right? and they asked the coach like hey uh what do you like what do you think of you know the three new guys that you've signed on this roster that's clearly going to lose the most games and and he's like yeah i just look i just have to figure out why we're signing these guys and what he meant what, <laughs> what he meant was like i like clearly the front office saw like there might be some potential here i got to figure out what's going on in practice to kind of see you know what? What yeah. area the best you? But he was just like, I've got. Look, who are these guys?
0: <laughs> that poor coach. <laughs>
2: yeah. He's got He's the Wikipedia pages pulled yeah, up. Yeah, like, like this guy doesn't even have a this, this link is red. Right. This guy doesn't even have a page. <laughs> 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 he played FIBA under nineteens. That's not even what. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing, man.
1: <laughs> okay, but Kareem uh, Hunt. Remember. Oh, the, go both of yeah. the O'Connell quotes about Reisner and Kareem Hunt were something along the lines of, well, you know, we just kind of want to get to know him and get him in the building and sort of get a, yeah, get a, a sense of relationship he is.
3: going. And, yeah, and,
1: yeah, get a relationship going, which to me sounds like all right, you're on speed dial. If you know we're we're already kind of thin at guard, we're moving tackles. If Blake Brandell goes down, we're calling you. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that is That's the same thing for, for Kareem Dalton. Hunt.
0: Yeah, well, here's what I've noticed at the running back position. Uh, McBride struggled in the game. Yep. Wang Wu's hurt, and, Ch- and KOC was actually fairly tempered in his praise for Ty Chandler. Even though he was great, he's made the point twice now that we need to see that more consistently, which begs the question, okay, what, what aren't they seeing in these practices? So three out of four of your running backs you might actually have questions about right now. So I get the logic in looking at someone else. The question is, is Kareem Hunt still a guy? just turned 28 very inefficient last year and and I think I'm I'd be willing to you know spin the roulette wheel on on Kareem Hunt for sure he barely got a chance really like if you look at his reps the second half of the year he was so buried on that depth chart behind Nick Chubb getting four carries five carries hard for him to really get any kind of momentum that's someone that I would kick the tires on
3: Total Homer Purple Kool Aid Purple Glasses point of view. Who would you be more excited about if they signed? Hunt or Dalton Reisner?
2: Any Dalton Reisner, easily Dalton Reisner. Yeah, oh well, because like because I think to Sam's point about like the depth of, that happens for a reason, right? Like mm-hmm. they were splitting carries is maybe a bit strong given how much they lean on chubb but they were doing a pretty good job managing you know having a second back taking a substantial portion of the touches available to them especially in the receiving game mm-hmm. with hunt on the roster for a couple of years and then last year they decided against that right and they actually had for most of the year a pretty efficient offense with jacoby Brissett, um and they still couldn't manage to figure out a way to make hunt inefficient back he's at Ah, uh, the point in his career where most backs tend to fall off. That's kind of the whole crux of the thing that when we're talking about running backs. And so I think it's more likely that Cream Hunt doesn't have as much left in the tank. And and this sucks, right? Luke, you and I, we he was like our favorite oh, mid-round back. So fun, draft, right? Yep. Um, you know it, it. It's it's more likely that he probably just doesn't have a ton to offer. Then, you know, the potential for like a late round or undrafted, you know, rookie back just given kind of age and relative replaceability of production and stuff like that, Um, like for McBride or something versus like Dalton Risner. Last year, he played all the snaps and he Mm -hmm. played them very well and he can and he's cross trained at every position on the offensive line. I mean, there's just a lot you can do with a guy like him.
0: For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bronn
1: here to weigh in i don't know i don't really i i guess kareem hunt i don't know how excited i oh. feel about uh reisner mostly based off of asking um some people in the broncos world about him and hearing about communication issues and getting out muscled by three texts and stuff and some other concerning things that maybe the uh the the rankings that we're going off of um like i asked hey you know if he comes in he might be pushing like ezra cleveland or ed ingram and they were like yeah probably not So it's like, okay, so he's probably just like a depth piece. And I think that's the way the Vikings are treating him. Uh, Whether you agree with them or not, that seems like the way that they're approaching this. Kareem Hunt would be more likely to actually see playing time, I guess. So that's probably the the more impactful thing here. But again, I also kind of think that it would require an injury for either of those things to happen. Because these guys were free agents in March too, you know?
0: So Tanner Vallejo, he's on the roster now. Fifteen hundred career special team snaps with four different teams. He's probably going to be an immaculate grid answer for me in the near future. Um, is this a guy? His linebackers' defense grades on PFF not good, but he's also competing with Troy Reader and Troy Dye for like the LB four spot. So Reef, is there a spot for Tanner Vallejo?
2: Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, the point of somebody like a Troy Dyer or a Troy Reader is that they can provide special teams opportunities. I mean, the body type that Reader and Dye and Vallejo have is primarily used for—it's less used for linebacker and more used for special teams where you train at the linebacker position in case you're needed for depth purposes. Um, The Vikings were pretty aggressive about it over the past couple of years under Zimmer of like reserving one of the linebacker spots specifically for special teams, which I don't think happens as much on a couple of other teams. But I think that that is kind of the goal. Like I think that if you end up finding out right, that Troy die is a better linebacker, right. than Tanner, which I, he's not a great linebacker so that would not speak you know volumes about tanner but if you find out that like Troy Dye is a better linebacker than tanner he should be a substantially better linebacker for tanners because I mean, Dye, in my opinion is not a great special teamer despite in the no gloves look looking like a long snapper um <laughs> which I, he's dispensive. so now what do you have right uh, this is whole
1: his brand is gone
2: that's... I can't believe he came out wearing gloves. I was just like, what is, is that 45? Is that the right jersey number? Am I doing this right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but there was nobody with, with no gloves. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, it's so like I I think that the value that that guy provides as a fourth linebacker is lower than, the, than he provides as like a core special teamer because those body types are really coveted on special teams when you're looking for like um not interior but not edge um you know kickoff or punt guys when you're looking for um field goal protection guys when you're looking for like interior uh kickoff guys like it's it's tough to find those body types like you can't just stock it full of like cornerbacks who run four or two or something like that Troy Die was uh, like
0: a tenth of a point sorry Troy Die was a tenth of a point from uh, being the league's top special teams grade under Marwin Malibu sure. two years ago. I bet.
3: Sure. Whatever you <laughs> say, Harvard. Okay. Um... <laughs> really? All right, guys, I'm out of here. Leave Thank on a high note. Was Troy Reader the worst PFF graded defender? Is that what I saw? Or like bottom five? Anybody that verify is. that? I, look it
1: up. I got it up because I was looking for nerdy stats. Yes, he Wait. was.
3: Was he the worst?
1: Uh, he mostly fun? driven by his coverage grade. Got
0: it. Cool. Okay.
3: So not great. Got yeah, I've got,
0: got it. it. Well, since we're talking nerdy stats, I've got a good Vallejo one. Let's, uh, let's run that, actually.
3: Analytics fans, rejoice.
2: Woo-hoo-hoo! It's time to get educated. Oh, you're blowing my mind right now. With
3: the nerdy stat of the day.
0: Tanner Vallejo. Do the Vikings want him playing actual defense? I'm not so sure. Why? In 2021, he had the highest missed tackle percentage of all qualified linebackers in football. Last year, he improved. He had the third highest missed tackle percentage (laughs) in football. So two spots better. Tanner Vallejo, pro-tackler.
2: Pro-tackler. Great guy great guy well you don't need to tackle on special teams right it's fine yeah not at all (laughs) you just Just shout at them them when they're running by (laughs) just
3: scream (laughs) at them scare them try to psych them out basketball style i think i think
0: that's actually where the nfl's headed you know they don't want to tackle so it's just like verbal verbal jabs 2030 if you insult them tell jokes about their mama yeah they'll fall down
2: that's like um that's like the uh, like uh, the Plains uh, indigenous group. They had like a, a touch system. I, it's not called a coup. I'm trying to remember the name. But like one of the methods by which you might earn a feather, which, which you could eventually you know put into a war bonnet, would be to run up to the enemy without a weapon and touch them uh, and survive that. You know, it's an act of bravery. And so I feel like in honor of that, mm-hmm. you should eliminate special teams tackling. <laughs> Hundreds! I love teams. where this is going. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I, I can see the vision. Roger Goodell, hey, he's getting the all the XFL. He, let's have him give it up. a shot.
2: The 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 inventor of modern football, uh, coached at Carlisle Indian Technical College. So I mean, look, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. Love so that. was that your nerdy respects to Pop Warner? Is, <laughs> there'll be a wide left post about this pretty soon. <laughs> yeah,
3: all right, there you go. Your debut yeah, you piece, go. maybe. Uh, Jordan Addison, we've talked a lot about him. Looks great in training camp, looked great in preseason game. I'm thinking about him in that Adam Thielen role now, a role that was second most routes run in the entire NFL, fifth most red zone targets among all wide receivers as well. So maybe more nerdy fantasy stat, but huge opportunities, I think, for Jordan Addison this season in this passing game.
1: I'll go with uh, – this is – it just tickles me. Uh, Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall did not have the same look in game, but regardless of, you know, better or worse or whatever. Different play styles, exact same average time to throw at three point oh six seconds. <laughs> to the
0: That's good. Wow.
1: Which is honestly like an indictment of time to throw as, as like a stylistic stat. Because it can manifest in so many
2: different ways, it, it's it's I, it's a number that lends itself to interpretation. Let's yeah, you, the best it, way. To... It,
1: you you need some follow up questions with it. Yeah, right. Uh, like, hey, such as notable. was he scrambling or was he waiting in the pocket? Which the different answers, right? Nick Mullins did not uh, escape to pocket nearly as much as Jaron Hall, who like ran around a whole bunch. It's, it's funny I remember, how that can manifest.
2: I remember tweeting out like, Oh wow. The Vikings have like a very managed game plan for Jaron Hall. It's a lot of rollouts to find reads. And what's interesting is that he's playing very calmly. And I tweeted that out and then he goes in the next drive and just f- forgets what poise <laughs> looks like. And so a bunch of people are tweeting back at me like, yeah, you only got 37 passing yards. Are you sure about that? And it's like, look, are we back to game day tweets? Do I got to remind you about how game day tweets work? Come on. <laughs> so Yeah. Football's back, baby. The for you
1: page is so much worse.
2: Anyway, I so I you know, last I've been trying to look up a nerdy stat the whole time. This whole podcast finally figured out one that I kind of like. So Kareem Hunt, uh, out of every running back with at least 100 rushing attempts, which includes Cordero Patterson, funny enough, so that's 43 running backs. Uh, Kareem Hunt had the third lowest. Yards before contact, which is traditionally uh not something that we tend to evaluate running backs. We're like, oh, yards after contact, that's great. But yards before contact is actually more stable of a skill from year to year. It's more predictive of what you're able to do as a running back versus what an offensive line can get you than we think. It's related to vision and stuff like that. Third lowest is pretty alarming. That said, it's not everything. Derrick Henry was the lowest. So
0: and speaking of oh. Derek Henry. He'll be here on Wednesday for joint practices. Hey, what, nice lead. In. Look at that. What matchups are you most intrigued to watch on
2: Wednesday? Ivan Pace versus Derrick Henry. Let's go. Meeting in the There's hole. There's only, what, like a 60 pound difference? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I <laughs> there will be a traitor in right? <laughs> their wake. Yeah.
3: That's good. Yeah. The old <laughs> Oklahoma drill right at midfield. Hold everything.
2: There it is. We saw the message.
3: Yep.
1: The Vikings have made a roster move. They have hmm. signed tackle Chim Okrafor,
0: and waved Oh, off. the other Okrafor. Did they wave Copeland? Like I, not Jackie Chen. Oh. Oh, okay. Waved injured or
1: waved? Uh, waived, and that is Rough. from the Vikings official Twitter. Rough. Yeah. Hmm. He didn't get any snaps, which is not a great sign when guys who joined the team like two weeks ago are getting snaps over you. Yeah, like multiple
2: good. guys because and got with in. like multiple injuries in that yeah. position group,
1: and like many people have shuffled in and out of that tackle position, and they've all played over Jackie
2: Chan. That's God, rips to an all-name team legend. Yeah, pace college great. Uh, thanks
0: for the breaking news, Luke Braun. As we interrupted Luke Inman, talking joint practices.
3: I was just thinking Titans, superstars, Jeffrey Simmons, versus that interior. It's still only practice, but you want to see these guys go up against the best of the best and just try to get better. And I know Bradbury's going to have his hands full against Jeffrey Simmons all day, but I hope, I guess, in a roundabout way. It only helps them in the long run somehow, some way, by the time we get to the actual season. And then I guess the other guy talking about superstars. Anytime you get to see JJ against... Other competition besides Vikings, like we've saw him for the last three weeks. Um, it's a lot of fun. And this was the secondary he faced when, I mean, the star was born, right? Week three versus the Titans yeah. at the bank. So I think Kevin Byard was in that secondary back there, playing safety back then. So I guess just watching JJ do JJ things is always near the top of the list. Because even other grown men and professional athletes are on the sidelines just ooing and aahing, just being wild. That's always highly
0: entertaining. That's pretty good. Yeah, Jaleel Johnson. Is on the Titans. Oh I didn't realize That's that. Super, oh my God! Another Old superstar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, another test for that interior line. Big is test. He's, yeah. Is blossoming Let's take a look. This no, guy. he's with the Bears. Oh no! In the division. He's back
2: at the Bears. He's been at the Bears before. That's
0: uh, here's a. Uh, this is a draft like what it could have been. Caleb Farley is on there, and he's on yeah. the puck yeah. again. Again,
2: we'll he's like a graveyard a for
0: my bad takes. This this roster. Caleb
2: Farley. My word. Oh. Oh. He And Christian didn't he Hulten. have injury
0: red flags coming out too?
2: Oh, what? Well, yeah. I mean, he oh, was I doing love it. I his ACL. ACL, I think, was he a Virginia Tech guy? He missed, yeah. like, Virginia Tech. Almost yep. all the year, if not the entire year. I don't think he could do a combine mm. workout.
0: Yeah. I loved him, though. Can't remember why,
2: but
1: I loved him. <laughs> how about uh, little DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. Hop- See
2: how uh, the- Ryan Murphy. Murphy fares against him. Yeah. Yeah, old teammates, right? So, yeah. Should be fun.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting is, uh, is on that roster as well. Who are there other corners yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, Kristen Fulton, LSU. It's gotta be his second or third year. Yeah. Yeah. Roger McCrary, Auburn, Jeff Risden. We had Jeff Risden on the show. That was one of his draft gems. His favorites loved Roger McCrary, short arms, short,
2: short arms. Yeah.
3: Get past yeah. that. He's got everything else. So I'm trying to think who else draft wise. What do you uh, remember? I mean,
2: um, at the senior bowl, Trevon Wesco. The uh, mm. hybrid fullback tight end, so they've got him as a uh, tight end, um but I mean, he's a guy that could play you I know that he was hybrid on Chicago fullback. for some reason. Okay. yeah, he was like I think it was like last year he was also got on the it. jets at some point, yeah, West it. Virginia guy, but you know, I just like from a draft perspective that that kind of stuff was always interesting to me when you've got that hybrid tight end fullback
3: definitely but, yeah, no, they not. i
2: mean they they were the ones that ended up with like Peter Skoronsky, right? Mm-hmm. like I think that was just kind of like. Oh, yeah, they make sense, you know, to to fit them there. I think One of the easy
3: ones in the mock draft yeah. you just fill in
2: every time. Yep, yep.
3: And, of
0: course, um, we want
2: to see Will Levis and Malik Willis. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm super yeah Tannehill the that. least interesting yeah. of that yeah. group. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I, of... hope he, I hope Tannehill just doesn't practice. That would be so boring if he practiced. Yeah. Like just, has, just for everyone's sake, he could just, like, chill. Did you
0: see the box score on Willis and Levis in their first game?
2: Uh, yeah. No.
0: Bat.
3: Should I have? Didn't yeah, see the yeah. box score. Saw a couple awesome. plays, though. Yeah. I saw Willis throw an interception, pretty
0: bad interception. So.
2: People were raving about Willis in camp, though. They were like, this guy, something's clicked. He's finally turned it around. Oh, my gosh. Hmm.
0: Didn't he have an insane preseason last year, too? Maybe. I don't know. I thought I he did. Remember. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He certainly uh, did not
2: have an insane regular season. That was very yeah, uncertain.
0: Certainly not. But yeah, it feels like a competition there to see if, like, to see who can the successor or do you think willis has is that ship sailed after one year for willis
2: i don't think that's what they're competing over right now yeah i I think that that's yeah and i think that i think if they drafted levis in the first right that would be you know probably that's it for willis but i think that is a second round pick that doesn't give you substantially more over a third round pick and given that willis has Mm -hmm. a year it seems pretty clear to me based off of camp reports that willis is like the two, like they were competing over who's two and three and Willis seems to have just like taken the job. There's just not much Lovis can do at this point. Um, so, I mean, that's my understanding. So I don't think it's, that's it. I think um, there's a good chance. Tannehill is done next year, which, Hey, if you want to talk about guys familiar with the Shanahan system and you don't want to keep Kirk Ooh, just, wow. like, it's on the <laughs> table, right? Hey, do you wow. want to keep
1: Kirk, but not really?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably cost less. I mean, that would be the appeal. right? Yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you get 90% of Kirk for 80% of the cap that that's a bargain
1: <laughs> oh boy bargain shopping at the quarterback position a famous strate- strategic
2: look proven strategies have made it to multiple championship games with that strategy now just i get christian McCann. ideally you want a little bit more than just championship games but you know we're working with what we have but yeah so you know tan out there willis probably the shoe in for for the successor to tan hills job
0: um, Tannehill, one of three qu- three starting quarterbacks older than Kirk Cousins. Can you name I mean, the other two? He spent a lot
2: of time at wide receiver at am
0: Rogers. Rogers, obviously, and then the one more.
2: Stafford older Russell?
0: than Kirk. Stafford. Oh, Stafford. Yeah, of yep. course.
1: Russell's not older than Kirk. They like I thought he was game. still like twenty-six.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, Kirk beat Russ in the uh, Big Ten chip, right? Mm-hmm. Michigan State, Take Wisconsin. That.
1: Probably the final matchup between those two guys, right? Yeah. This yeah. year.
3: Uh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> for big big ten fans. Yeah. Was... For yeah, for, what Russell remaining got... big
2: ten fans exist. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> and then Russell dunking on Kirk
0: Cousins for like a decade after that. Right.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: You guys think there's gonna be a Broncos bounce back? Cause I don't. I don't think I don't think
2: it's gonna happen. It would be way more interesting if there were. So I'm just going to choose to believe that it will. I think there can be. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think they're definitely Nathaniel damage. Hackett did a lot of damage. I think. Yeah, I mean, even coaching is so important. And they, they had the interim coach, what Rosberg or something like that, Jerry Rosberg, um, Jerry, who's just like Jerry. Hey, it's Jerry. <laughs> um, you know the the game analyst, like that they hired like two weeks into the season. Because Hackett couldn't manage timeouts, so they hired a guy to manage timeouts. He became Hackett that interim hack coach. It. Yeah, he couldn't hack it. So they, the, the guy that was hired two weeks into the season, ended up becoming the interim head coach. And Russ just started playing better. Just started playing better. Yeah. And I just feel like that has to mean something. Like I understand I'm talking about like a two and a half game sample, basically. But like it was markedly different without Hackett there. And I just feel like a guy who kind of knows what offense looks like. Sean Payton has had a history of doing some things on offense, I would say. Managing quarterbacks in the twilight of their 30s. Yeah, who are both under six feet tall. Um, Yeah, I I just figure that there's probably something there. There may not be, but I mean, like that defense is really exciting. Um, The offense, I mean, it always feels like it has a lot of receivers and they get injured constantly right before the beginning of the year. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Rip Tim Patrick. But they, they've got weapons. So, Dude, their I'm, schedule, the first five, six, seven games,
3: I don't have it in front of me. They got one of the easier schedules, especially that first half of the season as well. But yeah, you never know. Chiefs, Super Bowl hangover maybe. Justin Herbert gets dinged up again. Who knows?
2: Who knows? They've that got the secret U.S.S. weapon,
0: Chris Thomason. And that's the secret weapon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, The coverage will be so unique that fans will be so excited. The team will feel the good vibes. I think it's going to happen. Um, and that's definitely why that's definitely 100% why hundred percent. Why? Yeah.
3: Butterfly effect. If that guy mm-hmm. wouldn't have asked me that question
0: that way, who knows? Things would be different. Yeah. He will, because of the line of questioning that he uses, all the players will have chips on their shoulder. Like, they will all play more motivated football. Um, Chris is the best. Love him. Uh, that's Luke. That's Luke. That's a reef. Subscribe to his wide left sub stack. I'm Sam Ekstrom at Sam Ekstrom. Check out the Ron Johnson show as well. Greg Coleman coming on this week. Dom Barber coming on this week. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Sports Minnesota on YouTube or free and available wherever you get your podcast. Sirius XM app, Roku, Amazon Fire. There's so many ways to find our programming. Thanks for watching and listening today. Back tomorrow with myself and Luke Inman talking more Vikings football on the Minnesota Football Party.